Welcome to the Scandinavian Mind podcast. I'm Conrad Olson, founder and editor-in-chief of Scandinavian Mind. My guest today is the Norwegian entrepreneur Petter Stordalen, founder of Nordic Choice Hotels and owner of several iconic travel and hotel establishments in Scandinavia, including Hurtigruten, Wing Airlines and At6 Hotel in Stockholm. Petter is one of the Nordic's most prolific, charismatic entrepreneurs and arguably one that was worst hit by the pandemic. In this conversation, Petter talks about how the last 15 months have been more brutal to the travel industry than all the previous crises combined, what he does to keep his employees optimistic, and why Sioux meetings will never beat physical ones. We met at the new Nordic Hotels headquarters in Solna, outside of Stockholm, which is pioneering sustainable construction with over 2,500 square meters of solar panels on the rooftop, amongst other things. The Scandinavian Mind podcast is a bi-weekly show about the intersection of lifestyle and technology. Every Wednesday we publish an in-depth interview with an innovator from the worlds of design, fashion, beauty, mobility or tech. And every Friday we publish a panel talk or other behind-the-scenes content from the world of Scandinavian Mind. Don't forget to sign up to our newsletter to stay updated on the latest news and learn about upcoming talks and events. Visit scandinavianmind.com newsletter. Here now, my conversation with Petter Stordalen. Enjoy. Okay, so I'm here with Petter Stordalen, uh, legendary hotelier, founder of Nordic Choice Hotels. Uh, we're here in the new Swedish uh, head office in Solna. Um, we're going to talk about this building, which seems very exciting, the way you've built it, uh, new technologies. Uh, but I think I have to start in, in another uh, end, and I want to talk about overcoming adversity. Um, Throughout your whole you know life story, which many in Sweden have heard during your summer talk, and, and and it's been a lot about overcoming obstacles, and obviously we've been through you know a year and a half of enormous obstacles. You're in the business of you know having people meet, having people travel, having people you know stay in hotels. I guess my first question is, how have you been able to stay positive throughout this? What's the alternative to be positive, to be negative? You think the world and the Nordics uh, are among the, we are at the top of every list that's uh, coming from uh, OECD, um, World Health Organization, uh, about best places to live um, and uh, most happy people. I think last year the Finns was the most happy people in the world. Before that, the Danes. And we are on top of every list, top 10 of every list that's uh, coming from the um, uh, uh, like, uh, organizations around the world. So I think the Nordics was built by people that's rather optimistic and not by the people that are rather pessimistic. Is the glass half empty or half full? In the Nordics, it's always been half full. 
So, looking into this crisis, and for the travel industry, where I had literally all the eggs in one basket, mm. I was like a sole owner of uh, the hotel group, which was like 210 hotels. I was like major shareholder at the uh, Ving company, which is the biggest travel company in uh, the Nordics. And I was in a cruise line company called Hurtruta, which was the number one in the world in the cold water cruises. That's the longest, that's far away from Pinacolada and Strawberry Daiquiri. <laughs> this is going to Antarctic, to like Svalbard, Greenland, uh, Antarctic, all this thing. So this was like very different from everything I've experienced before. And I've been through like at least five, six big crises including uh, the financial crisis in 2008, mm. uh, dot-com uh, crisis in the beginning of 2000, and so on. My first crisis was 1987, Black Monday. So we had a huge crisis in the Nordics in 1992. And if I take all those crises together, it's still not even close to what the travel industry have gone through the last 15 months. Mm. It's been brutal, totally brutal. But the only thing to take you through this crisis is take care of your people, stay positive, and it's one thing that's been more important for my company and uh, the companies we were investing in uh, than ever before, and that's culture. What do you mean by that, culture? Most people would think that the most important thing to take it to a crisis like this, mm. uh, and just to frame it, you have a lockdown coming in, uh, in Norway the 12th of all March to 2020. You have a lockdown in Finland. You have a lockdown in Denmark. Sweden has slightly a different strategy, but the restrictions are basically, you are not allowed to travel. You are not allowed to meet people. You need to stay in your home. All my life, I've been inviting guests, having big events. And then suddenly the government said, that business, we can't do that business. You are not allowed to do that business anymore. So that's when you start to plan how shall we take all the major companies through this crisis. Yeah, of course, it's about cash mm. and um, banks and financing and all this stuff. But much more it's about people. Because I've been talking about the importance, uh, the, uh, how important culture is for your business. and. And it was the people and the culture that uh, did take Nordic choice from a few hotels till 210 hotels. And you have the same culture in Ving and at Hurtiruta. And to go through a crisis like this, you need the best people. Because you need to make a lot of decisions, brutal decisions. You need to lay off people. And this is your friends. Hmm. This is colleagues. This is my family. 
this this was my life for 25 years and to do that in a respectful way is important and to keep the optimism that this crisis will end and we will you people will be back at the company uh-huh. but the, the strong culture mm. um, and I'm very proud that just recently they had something called a brand index in Norway. Normally, that you would, uh, since uh, I mean you're in the middle of a crisis, you would normally assume that uh, we would fall on the index, and that's true, with one exception. Choice Hotels had the highest score ever in the history of the company. We gained two points, which is very rare. Wow! So even though it's been very tough. The people has been magic. How, how, how do you balance, you know, talking about the future versus dealing with all this, you know, current here and now stuff that, you know, fires burning at every end and so forth. You have to deal with all these things uh, versus projecting an image, talking about the future, you know, envisioning the future. That's uh, to me, that's one of your strengths as an entrepreneur has been about you know, really envisioning something in places that people don't see, you know, hotels, you know, the, the first entry into Stockholm was this hotel above a, you know, the, the in, 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 well, oh, in a certain moment, yeah. I think that the hotel that's sort of hovering above the, the, oh. the road, right? Oh. There wasn't even land. It was, no, it was air. Yeah. So uh, how do you go about doing that? And we're going to leave this subject in a while, but I'm curious because I think a lot of entrepreneurs uh, are dealing with tough decisions. Uh, uh, tough situations. I certainly have, but it, you know, finding ways to talk about the future that's not you know belittling what's happening in the moment, uh, but still you know I don't know inspiring people. I guess first and foremost, when you are standing in a situation like uh, we have been uh, for the last 15 months, you need to be very transparent. You need to be open with your people. But at the same time, you don't need to talk about numbers. Mm. Everyone knows that the numbers are looking shitty. You don't need, you, you, I mean, I need to keep the people that still work every day in the hotels, even though the situation is very, very different from uh, a year ago. They need to hear about one day this will be over. You don't need to spend very much time telling that it looks very bad. They know it's bad. Everybody knows it's bad. They read the news every day. The, the, the news have literally been like a huge a garbage can for <laughs> negative information for 12 months. Yeah. Nobody has been talking about, wait, right now we can tell you that vaccines are coming. People will be vaccinated. And this will go over. So we started very early to be quite optimistic about the future. And we were talking about that we have seen this before, we have been through different crises before. Of course, we are going back to a new normal. But still, Nordic choice will always be Nordic choice. And we will maybe even learn a few things from the crisis that will make us even better after the crisis. And don't you worry about that we will lose money. We will lose a shitload of money, but we will fix that. But more important, 
I need you to stay positive. I need you to take care of the guests like never before in the history. Even though there are few, they are more important than ever. Mm. And we did start like last summer, we had summer campaigns that if somebody had told me beginning of 2020 that I would have these kind of summer campaigns, I would say, are you totally nuts? But, and the rest of the industry said, what are you doing? It was a huge success. We did things we had never done before, but we had only one, we, only one thing was in our mind. We need people to travel in Norway because that's the only place Norwegian can travel. Mm. We need people to travel around to discover Norway. We have the hotels, we have the beds, we need heads in beds. And then we need to talk about why don't go to this place? It's a could be an adventuring experience for you. Bring your family. We give an offer you can't refuse. And it was a huge success. We had actually a very good summer. Not money-wise, mm. but people-wise. And you know what? The staff was super happy. Guests are coming back. And we will do very much of the same this summer. Different versions, but uh, the same, same, but different. So I think I've learned a lot about staying positive, the importance of being transparent, but still take out the few positive news. It's always some positive news. Um, and give them honest information, but also tell them this will probably end in this number of months. Mm. So in the beginning, when I didn't knew, will it take months or years? I said, based on what we know, we think this is over in August. That was August last year. And then we came after summer, August is coming and it's not over. I said, just wait, just after like Christmas, it's over. Right. Christmas came, it's not over. And then we said, look at the vaccine numbers right now. We have Pfizer, Pfizer-BioNTech, Moderna, million of vaccine doses is coming in. And then we did our own um, analysis with the vaccine analysis. And then we said, look at this. This is over in summer. And now we're sitting here late May. And I can tell you for Sweden and Norway, Denmark, most likely Finland, we will reach herd immunity, meaning 70% is uh, vaccinated over 18 years, mid-June, 100%, if they say yes, we'll have uh, a shot uh, uh, one month later, and then it's over. Right, right. And nobody will remember what I told them 12 months ago. They will remember what I told them after Easter. Mm. No, it's weeks before it's over. I think humans sometimes are um, prone to think in very binary terms. So when some, a crisis comes like this, we are working from home and, and headlines is, we will always work from home now, the office is dead. And then, uh, you know, business travel is dead. And, and you know, the, all these sort of very binary, simplistic views of things. And uh, I always think that, you know, uh, for those who are a little bit more thoughtful are using the word hybrid more and you're looking at a situation where it's, it's, a, it's a kind of a grayscale or, or however, however you want to view it. I'm curious, you know, 
I still think there will be differences, as you, you mentioned, the new normal. Uh, what are some of, of the positives and what are some of the challenges going out from this? What have you changed in your operation? Uh, what have you adapted? What are the things that you... Uh, I'm, I'm curious about concrete well, examples. I mean, let's, let's take the market first. Um, yes, it will be a new normal, but I think it's a more likely scenario that we will have... I, I, I've never, uh, even though I'm 58, I've never had uh, the Roaring Twenties was something I read about. No, I, I think I will experience the Roaring Twenties again. Mm. It will be maybe late this year, for sure 22. Because to work from home, look at all the numbers. Look at what's happening. I think, if you think you can build a culture sell a product, inspire people. By sitting here on your damn computer, I've tried. Okay, in a board meeting with a few people, that's okay. But now I've seen that people start to uh, write on their computer. Uh, <laughs> and I think they are doing some other work, responding emails, looking at some news, and they are not paying attention to what me or other people are saying. Mm. The span of attention is very low. And to, if you are so naive that you think you can motivate people looking into a screen like this, give me a fucking break. I think it's not, it's not in my wildest dream. People need to meet. They, we are, um, we need to meet other people. Uh, look at what happened in Tel Aviv when they opened. I had friends that said, Peter, you won't believe it. They have opened the bars in London, just outside, limited number. The streets are packed. Mm. You're not even allowed to be more than like few people inside. It's packed. People have been at home. I saw um, in the news that uh, quite a few of young people are being depressed. Yeah. I mean, then you're not able to meet colleagues, you're not able to um, uh, make new friends, um, to show your boss that uh, here, this is me. I have friends or my kids that told me that they had started at a big um, financial firm and they hadn't met their boss yet. Come on. No, I read somewhere that you're not getting promoted over Zoom. You have to be in person to show you uh, your strengths. So I think this is the, uh, I think first we will see the restaurants are coming back and they are coming back quite fast. And then we will see that um, uh, domestic travel are coming quite, uh, that also open quite fast. Um, I think that uh, the prognosis in the Nordics for um, the airline industry is like, 50-60% end of this year, 80-90 next year, and then we are back. Of course, I think a lot of things will change. For example, you the travel from early in the morning, one meeting in London, and back late in the night, that's maybe going down with 50-60%, mm. maybe even more. No Regular business meetings will still be partly hybrid, partly uh, some is sitting in Stockholm, some in Oslo. 
but for the bigger ones, 50 people, that will be um, first. I think we will have a huge like catch-up effect. A lot of things has been postponed that will happen in yeah. late this year, next year. Um, so I'm not uh, worried um, about the total. It's only a question: Will we be back to 2019 numbers in late in 22 or? 23 anybody's guess mm. i think 2019 maybe in mid 23 or something i think it's interesting that you mentioned that you have a strength in terms of local travel or regional travel or, or in within the the, the country travel is yeah yeah, yeah. Huge, yeah yeah and that you know we've seen you know up in the scans the mountains people are you know uh, spending their summers there instead and so forth. Have you discovered uh, any new parts of, of the Nordics during this period? or Due to the fact that I've been traveling between uh, uh, a lot between Oslo and Stockholm, I, when I go back to Oslo, uh, even though I'm vaccinated, I need to go into a quarantine uh, in, at my home for seven days. Mm. Then I need a new PCR test and then I can um, go to uh, my office and after 10 days, I'm out of the quarantine. Um, so I've been in and out of quarantine uh, the last uh, 15 months. So. And uh, I haven't been traveling that much. Uh, but for sure, when it opens, it's a lot of like uh, things I've, I have like, uh, I will do. Okay. This is like, nobody could tell me how important the social life of going to a restaurant, take a beer, was before somebody took it away. It was air, like air. Right. You don't think about it before it's taken away from you. So uh, in Oslo, which has been um, in a lockdown from November, not even allowed to have restaurants open, no alcohol, no nothing. I mean, I know the Norwegians. The sun is here like today. Normally they would be out taking a beer or having a glass of wine or a coffee in the sun. They are not allowed to do that. Hmm. I miss it. For the first time in my life, I look forward to go out in Oslo, bring some friends, give them a hug and take a beer. And I didn't realize how important the social part after work, having a few glasses of wine or something with friends was to me, but it's, it's very important. So, and you mentioned in and out of quarantine, you've obviously focused on work. So maybe I hope, I'm, I'm sure that's reassuring for the people you work for as well. Uh, talk to me about this new space. So you open up a new house here, which is kind of like a hybrid house of, of your office. It's a hotel, it's an apartment building. <laughs> Uh, what is this place for, for the no, listeners? This, uh, I mean, uh, Sweden is very important to me. I mean, uh, and the Nordics is like, uh, it's a lot of inter-Nordic travel. Mm. Um, and Finland is 5 million, Denmark 5 million, Norway 5 million, and Sweden 10. I know some people probably adjust the numbers, but... Roughly. No um, for me, this is one market, 25 million people. And the biggest market for me is Sweden. And Stockholm uh, is extremely important uh, to Nordic choice. We have the headquarters of Ving here. We have the head, we have, this is the Swedish headquarters. 
and this is the headquarters for tech, for real estate, for a lot of different things. And so we decided a new headquarters in Sweden. Obviously, it will be in Stockholm, and then we're in Stockholm at Solna. Right behind you, you have the biggest stadium in the Nordics, Friends Arena, the arena where Slatan uh, has made his uh, entrance a few times. Uh, Swedish House Mafia had a, re a reunion part there with like 120,000 people over three days. Uh, I was there, unbelievable. Um, so, and it's the biggest shopping center mall of Scandinavia. And here we have one hotel from before, Quality Hotel, and we added 250 new rooms right now. It's just open or will open in a few days. So that's the biggest hotel in the Greater Stockholm. And then we wanted to build a new headquarters. We, we named it House of Choice. We added the long-stay part. Uh, we are the biggest operator in long-stay uh, apartments in Sweden. And we wanted to add uh, a new budget hotel and that's the comfort. Uh, but most, uh, the most important part was we wanted to see if we could build a hotel that is a plus hotel, meaning we are uh, spending less energy than we produce. Mm. So when you go into the um, elevator, the lifts here, it is a zero-sum game. It produces energy when it goes down to take the next lift up and that's unbelievable. We have uh, panels on uh, the roof, on the sides. There was a 2,500 two square, square meters of total meter panels. Pan. Meaning a normal hotel would uh, normally have an energy consumption of 80 kilowatt hertz per square meter or something. This is down to less than 15. And then we actually produce energy. Uh, so we are producing more energy from the sun than they are using. So, hypothetically, we could actually sell some energy to Vattenfall if mm. they <laughs> need some. Uh, uh, and of course, it's been um, more costly than uh, a normal hotel would, uh, would be. But uh, I think the future is very much about sustainability, about accepting and understanding uh, the climate uh, challenges we have uh, and if you are a part of the problem which is the travel when we travel we are a part of the problem you could also be a part of the solution and we have been working on this for a couple of decades uh, but I think this will also be even more important um, after the pandemic than before and then we need to start to work on these things today. So is this like a laboratory for things you want to implement in the rest of the uh, company, the rest of the hotels? Uh, absolutely. Uh, but this will take time. We mm. have over 200 hotels and of course old buildings are much harder than new buildings. But um, uh, we have a lot of things we have done here which will use in new, new project. Mm. But it also is... A, so how engaged are you in, in the development of, of the hotels? I mean, you have so much responsibility, you have so many hotels. When something like this comes up and there's new technologies and I read somewhere that you're also drilling, is it drilling 12 holes into the ground? Maybe even have a huge battery. All right. Is, is this an interest of yours to be, to be on the forefront of this type of stuff or is it more like a necessity? For me, it's like uh, I want 
um, our company to be a part of the solution. The most important thing for me is to have the right people working with these things. It's the same. It's not me that's taken this company through the crisis. It's not me that created household choice. But we have hundreds of people at the headquarters that can make magic. But somebody needs to say, let's go to the moon. I mean, let's try to do this. Is it possible? And the only thing we did discuss, I was in one meeting in the beginning of this project, and that was a meeting with a few other people, and I said, is it possible to make a plus hotel? And they said, yeah, that's, that's absolutely possible. And now we are, here we are. This is the hotel. And I will open, meet the people today. Um, normally we would have a huge celebration, thousands of people. Of course. We are not allowed to have that, so it will be a smaller gathering. Uh, but I'm very proud of the project. And um, it's more to like, uh, let's climb that mountain. Mm. So you're famous for having these lavish, enormous, uh, you know, uh, staff meetings where you gather all the people and you do these stunts or you, you know, come down from the ceiling playing drums upside down or and you do this. I think there was like a Houdini trick at some point that you were practicing for a year. Um, when, when is the next time you're, you're, you'll be able to, to gather your troops, so to speak, uh, to, to do a, a new magic, trip, magic trick? I... We have already decided that uh, we have one, we have a lot of smaller gatherings, but then we have a huge gathering. Um, last year it was close to 3,500 people. We had, uh, it's something between, it's, it's a lot of uh, programs going there, a lot of speeches, uh, but we also have a, um, a very advanced, uh, like it is a combination between uh, a rock concert and a serious meeting uh, and it's two big parties is get together meet all your friends from the other Nordic countries and remember this is a company which is like with uh, people from at least 170 different uh, countries we are the UN in the travel industry in the Nordics and we are proud of it um, and we are then we host a huge get-together party. And then on the second night, we have something called a war dinner. But the whole thing, it's about celebrating the people. And more than ever, I think it's important to celebrate what we have gone through together and how unbelievable we did it. And we have already decided we will be at Friends Arena beginning of January. It's only like, it's not even a year till we will meet 3,500 people that's been in a lockdown for nearly a year. Can you imagine that energy? It will be a historical uh, meeting for us. And of course, I will do something again, um, maybe with a slightly lower budget than I had in 20. 20, but uh, still we'll do something. It's more important than ever to meet, to celebrate, and to see the future. Mm. 
lastly, uh, do you have any, any final advice to uh, a company that's going through hard times, that are struggling, trying to find their way forward, could be in any industry, but perhaps smaller companies that are in a, in a different situation? What, what, what's your advice? You know, you could uh, probably get this from Harvard Business School or McKinsey Company, Boston, Bain. But truth being told, if I should give one advice, don't believe in all these things they try to tell you. Because it's not only about money, cash flow, prognosis. Make, I mean, planning is everything, plans are nothing. Be transparent, be brutally open, stay optimistic. The most valuable assets that are not on your balance sheet is the people. Because the same people that created the company, small or big, will be the people taking you to the crisis. Treat them with, I mean, treat them with uh, dignity and respect more than ever. And you will see that they will make magic. For me, I know that I had the best culture, the best people, and I will be forever be grateful. And it's been very little focusing on the numbers and the cash and very much about the operation, the execution, the, I mean, and always give them hope. It will go over. We will see the light at the end of the tunnel. And it's always like this. What did Winston Churchill uh, once mentioned? It's the darkest moment is always just before dawn. And that's exactly what I discovered during this crisis. Petter Stodaren, uh, founder of Nordic Choice Hotels. Uh, thank you so much for speaking to me. Thank you. Thank you. You've been listening to the Scandinavian Mind podcast with me, Conrad Olsen. This show was edited by Erik Sedin. If you liked what you heard, follow us on your preferred podcast app like Spotify or Apple Podcasts. To get the latest news, insights and invites to upcoming events, sign up to our newsletter. Just go to ScandinavianMind.com to become part of our movement.